am Sir Arthur. What's your position extraordinary? Oh, we're introducing ourselves. Okay, um, I'm, I'm Menu E. My name is so cool. guys this is brad and this is adam we uh you know just wanted to have a, a quick moment to talk about you know uh, some character choices for one will suture <laughs> uh, that on that on hindsight might be misinterpreted to to glorify things that shouldn't be glorified you know uh for me the the hero's journey is defined not as in uh you know how good a character is but what they overcome and uh you know to to make a, a character interesting you have to make choices and, uh, you know, the more they overcome, the greater the hero's journey. So, you know, I think Will Suture has a very interesting character idea <laughs> in as far as what he has to overcome. Everybody who's played uh, RPGs for a while is always trying to think of something different to bring up in their character. So I had a thing that I want to bring up a character that had a substance abuse problem in some way that he had to, he had to overcome. And that was part of the reason that he was in whatever situation, the campaign that, that fit for this character idea was in that that was the reason that he was he was in it and, and that was the cause of his problem and throughout the course of adventure it would be something that he would have to maybe that would be his he would sink down into you know darkest depths and, and fail a little bit and then he would come up from there and i think that uh you know substance abuse here in america it's a huge problem and i don't think there's anybody almost that doesn't know somebody who hasn't struggled with it in some way or another particularly for us who live in the meth heartland <laughs> Uh, yes. You know, it, it's something that I think has touched all of our lives at one point or another. So we just want to take a moment to say that we're not glorifying this. Quite the opposite. We want to show a character that is dealing with this as a huge problem in their lives and has led them down a very bad path. If it's not already present, Will's situation that he's in now is 100% a result of his drug problem. Right. So his, you know, his family is bereft of, of the father and husband, as well as the financial stability that he, he brought or whatever in for whatever made, means he made his money. And, you know, possibly having problems with some sort of underworld organization. And Will is literally cursed in some type of demiplane. 
That is what is drug and addiction gone. So by all means, we are not glorifying it, but there are times in the podcast where obviously Will will enjoy the process, and we don't want that to be misconstrued as that we are uh, promoting or or saying that drugs are okay. I'm not I'm not judging anybody who uh, who has a drink on the weekend or you know has a penner after work, but I, I think we all know somebody that could not control it. Yes, and uh, we just want to take a moment to say you know here at the Adventures Vault Mountain Tale, we uh, we don't condone drugs. But in pursuit of making a hero's journey interesting, it's a topic we discuss. In the same way that obviously there's a lot of fighting and uh, combat in this, we don't uh, just you know promote going out and getting a sword and murdering your neighbor just because the character is doing drugs. We're not saying we agree with it or promote it or anything. It's just that's that character's uh, struggle and what has got him into the story as it unfolds. Drugs are bad. Podcasts are great. Drugs are bad. Okay. Let's get to this episode. So we're back for the second episode. So how are we? How are we feeling though? What, what were you guys thinking about? Like, what, what's your thoughts? Uh, we mentioned that we'd done a couple of practice sessions, so it's good to kind of like get started with the story side of things. Mm-hmm. We've all kind of been able to at least like feel out our character from a you know stats and, and implication in combat. So it's nice to be able to get the story stuff rolling. And and you kept some of that a surprise from us, so that was yeah. Because for the, cool. the test sessions, you guys are basically like a band of happy-go-lucky adventurers going out in the world and doing things. And I was like, enjoy that while you can. <laughs> now we're all clinically depressed. Because <laughs> now you're going to die. Yeah. And the Sherpa is not there to help us, guys. <laughs> he's just there to get you there. Yeah, he's just there to get off on being withholding. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're going to die? Great. It's because you're so unlucky. Congrats. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to die. <laughs> So, where we left off is the four of you have wandered through the mist at different times, but arrived at the same place. And we see a gnome, a cat folk, an orc, and a human staring at each other as they've exited the mist. Oh, Jesus Christ, where the fuck did you two come from? Three. I didn't, I didn't notice the cat. Excuse me. I didn't mean to be in the <laughs> way is what I'm saying. You're a big fuck, aren't you? I, I guess. You guess? Have you looked in a mirror? You're enormous. Starts looking himself over as if it's been a few years since he's taken a moment to examine himself. Almost unfamiliar. I look down at Will and I go, Well, I mean, that's awfully brave of you to say considering your size. Yeah, I'm a gnome. I'm tiny. It's kind of our thing. And he's an orc. Yeah. He's ki- his kind of thing is to be big. Even for an orc, he's pretty good sized. Who the fuck are you, rich guy? Well, who the fuck are you, Catwoman? I think that's racist. <laughs> I've been hate crime. <laughs> you have been. We hate got crime. awful racism. <laughs> what? And you know, there's a there's a, a strange dichotomy here because yeah, like there's a, a guy in gleaming pristine armor, you know. And I've been stereotyped to be rich. <laughs> I wonder why. But everybody looks like yeah, he's wearing plate, and that shit's expensive. Yeah. I assumed he was the fuzz. Fuzz. <laughs> What does that mean? The guard, the law, justice. Justice. Does that mean that you know what's going on or where we're going? Can you lead us somewhere? Well, I assume we just came through the mist. We're all after the same purpose. Wait, so you guys all just got brought here by a weird Sherpa? Yes. And I think he said his name was Sherpai. 
On the wind you hear, it's more of a job title. <laughs> it's more of a job title. <laughs> a purpose. <laughs> a curse. Nobody asked me my name. <laughs> I don't recall him asking my name either, now that I think of it. Whatever. Either way, the cryptic dickhead brought you guys here too? Yes. Yes. Well, you guys are a lot of help then. You're a lot of help too. We all feel the same yes, compulsion. Yes. We hate each other, but we're here at the same time. <laughs> well, hate's a strong word, man. Jesus. We just met. As oh, assuming not, we have similar even, situations. Not even Jesus. Gods. <laughs> assuming we're all here in similar situations, I can only assume that you're not any happier about this situation than any me or the rest of us. Why would I be happy about this situation? Exactly. So forgive my less than pleasant demeanor. I think... The logical thing to do would be to introduce ourselves over a shot or a glass. My name is Sogoro. <laughs> well, being in the mist, I don't <laughs> see any alcohol here right now. Okay. Strong and Silent decided to go first. Again, my name is Sogoro, and I'm not happy or unhappy. I'm more lost than anything. Succinct, I like it. And who are you, Half Pint? <laughs> will Suture, physician extraordinaire. Oh, we're introducing ourselves. Okay, um, I'm I'm Minui. Oh, we're using our made-up names. All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it felt like. It's like, oh, names. Yeah, I got one of those. Wink, wink. <laughs> well, I am Sir Arthur D. That sounds really pretentious. Well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I like I like the one French name is calling out the other French name for being like pretentious. I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised a noble is in this situation. What got you here? Well, that is none of your business. I mean, seeing as we're all stuck here together, we may as well at least discuss. Feel free to discuss. If you all know your reason for being here, you're a step ahead of where I'm at. I'm having a hard time remembering things. I'm doing good to know my name. <laughs> so the four of you, as in an awkward fucking situation as this is, kind of look around. And at that point, you see that as you've exited the mist, you are in front of what appears to be a stone wall, almost a barricade of some kind, that at one point looks like it might have been like kind of a fort. Now you are in a valley. Now this valley has tapered off almost to where it's about 80 feet wide, where that 80 foot gap was. At some point in the past, someone has taken stones and made a barricaded wall. And more than that, in the center of this wall, there was wooden doors. Now, one of those wooden doors is still standing. I mean, it's a, it's a decent size, like 20 foot tall door. However, the other door has fallen onto the ground. And you see that on the door that is still standing, there's half of a symbol. Now, it's kind of a weird crescent moon over a Y, and there's a sword on a horizontal axle. Now, you can kind of infer this because you can't see the other side of the symbol, but you can think like, okay, that looks like it's one half of a symbol, and it's probably somewhat symmetrical. But you know that in front of you is kind of a ruined fort of some kind, some sort of barricade here. Considering this might be the first clue that Will has had to where this place I'm supposed to go is, can I do some type of check to know, like, identify that? If you had, his, like, lore history of some kind, and in fact, anyone that had history, or, you know, if you've got a, a case from, like, maybe, like, a nobility or something, lore warfare. Lore warfare? Yeah, well, I'd give you that. It's a coat of arms. 
Hey, I'm relevant. Does occultism count? Uh, no. I got a 23 for lore warfare. Will did at least. 15. Sigourman <laughs> <laughs> doesn't remember any of this shit. It's, yeah. Um, Will doesn't exactly know what this is. It is clearly a symbol for some sort of organization, possibly a, a crusade of some kind, but you, you're not sure. Like, you don't know the exact specific details, but, like, somebody went to a lot of trouble to erect this place and paint that symbol on the door. And whoever that was would have been organized and in numbers. Well, at least we know there was some type of organized settlement here at one point in time. And since we've rolled dice, I'm going to go ahead and we, we're going to go with the standard Pathfinder 2 rules and that each of you is going to get a hero point per session. I'm going to go ahead and hand those out in the form of poker chips. Little, little teeny tiny poker chips. I like chips. I like, I like to have a physical representation. In the future, I'd like actual potato chips. Yes, but then they wouldn't would, last. Yes, yeah, but, yeah, you would eat them. Can't do that. <laughs> now, you could theoretically earn more chips by doing cool shit. Knowing you guys, probably not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ouch. fuck you, man. <laughs> if we're if looks were audible, mine says "fuck you." <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and say it though. It's much better. Fuck you. you. <laughs> Uh, Do you just get off being an asshole? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, ask, yeah <laughs> these guys, hands. These guys know. <laughs> uh, not necessarily withholding, but definitely being an asshole. <laughs> so, you've got the mist behind you and the barricade in front of you. Can I make some, can Will make some type of survival check uh, to like maybe like chart a path? Sure. Or maybe a perception check if I feel like we can't see what's around this wall or if it's like, a, is it like ruins or just a wall? Uh, the wall is holding steady, uh, but you can tell it's old. And it has been well maintained. But like, are there like ruins behind it? Like, are we entering like where I can see like there's buildings and stuff behind you, it? Or? You think you'd have to go through the the door to get a grip? Like, it's it, the walls are tall enough that you can't see over them. Can I do a perception check to see if the door is uh, locked, or if we can just? Well, you your character see that one of the doors has fallen off the hinges and oh, is laying okay. on the ground. Only one of the doors still like kind of stands. So like the way in is open. I would like to walk in the door. Okay. Uh, Minui walks through, uh, like stepping over the, the door on the ground. We'll follow. Uh, and as your group moves in, you know, not necessarily, you don't necessarily trust each other, but you know, you probably can't go back. Has anyone uh, ever been here before? I would love to <clears throat> lie to you and say that I have, but this is unfortunately a portion of the world I have not seen. The guide said no one comes back. That's what he told me as well. Pessimist. What can you do with him? What are they good for? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Apparently putting through a mist. Because <laughs> they're pessimist. Oh, oh, you're so funny. Uh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve a, another hero point just for having to listen to that bad joke. You already got I one. I agree with that. Nah. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. <laughs> uh, as the four of you enter kind of the ruined barricade, give me perception checks. If you want, you don't have to. <laughs> if you if you want. 17. 22. 24. Uh, 20. All right, what did everybody get? 20. 17. Oh, uh, didn't I already say this? Probably. Yeah, well, say it again. again. 22, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> 24. <laughs> uh, you guys are looking around, um, and, you know, it's clearly obvious that this place is dilapidated, has not been well taken care of. Um, at the center of this courtyard, you see that there is a, a stone well. Uh, off to the sides of this place, there are like ruined buildings, uh, a stable that has fallen into disrepair. Uh, off to the left, you see that there's literally bones on the ground. 
this place seems to be devoid of life. However, uh, Will, you notice that leaning against that well appears to be like a, a skeleton figure, some sort of dead thing that's still wearing armor. And it seems to be like moving? No, it's just leaning up against it, like like leaning against a kind of a spear, like it, maybe the, that's where the guy died and he's stuck in place. Well, this is quaint. I hope you guys know how to handle yourself. Place gives me some bad vibes. Can you hear that? In the distance. Almost sounds like battle. Well, I hear nothing. You just keep that axe pointed away from the rest of us there, big guy. <laughs> uh, but like, Sigorum, yeah, you do. You hear the sounds of battle. I, I try to tune into it, and it makes me kind of feel and look lost in the moment. Like I can't, I, I turn, I, you know, listening in another direction, but I can't pinpoint it. Give me a check of some kind. I can add whatever I want. Well, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> Maybe boneyard lore? Sure. Looking at a 24. Unbeknownst to your companions, you are you have kind of a special connection to the dead, to the boneyard lore. And you hear that, like, what you thought were sounds of battle was actually the sounds of marching. And you think it's like, oh, okay, I did hear the trumpets of war, but actually they weren't trumpets of war. They were just more trumpets. And you hear a voice saying, yes, my queen, I swear. I will not take my eyes off that gate, and I will hold it to you, return. The sounds just f- kind of fade off into the wind, and you don't hear them anymore. I believe there was a battle here, a great siege. It seems they, uh, they didn't make it. They did not hold the gate. All I know is this place gives me the willies. Get it? The willies? <laughs> so you, you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> Seems the only way is forward. Well, we certainly can't go back. And as you approach, we're going to say you're kind of taking lead. Let me go ahead and have minis. So this guy is wearing like, you know, a metal skull cap with like the, the chain mail on the sides. Uh, the armor is old possi- and possibly dented. Uh, it's it's wearing away. And this guy yes, is he in the well or he's like kind of like leaning against okay. it. And at one point deep in the past, you could tell this was nice armor. But it's, you know, he he's dilapidated and dead. The problem is, though, his eyes start to glow green. And he looks at you. And he begins to speak. Strugglers have come. What seek you in the barbicade of the crusade? We are not here of our own design. No. We have to be here. Now you are cursed to come, as all are. Supplicants to the will of the damned. But still, you must prove yourselves worthy of the mountain. Do you seek to join the crusade? I seek to go home. So whatever answer is going to get us there. There is no home. There is only the mountain and the quest for us. Now, like, Sogorum, you feel a figure... Or like almost like you feel like something's behind you, like someone like trapes a hand across your shoulder, and like you turn and look, and there's nobody there. But you feel something in your like pocket. I check my pocket. You pull out a ruined apple. Like it's black, like desiccated and disgusting. Okay, he's gonna have to dig deep on this one. Lost in his this bewilderment, confusion. But yeah, it feels like someone just put a bad apple in your pocket. I kind of thought it was a dream. And now it's manifested as something spoiled, rotten, like a hard truth. 
And the figure at the well like reaches down and picks up a shield. And as you can see the front of the shield now, you see the full symbol from earlier come into play. And the symbol that's on the front of the gates, although it's badly torn up, it's still what's on his shield. Listen, click clack, either give us answers or give us directions. The Knights of the Solemn Oath quest on this mountain for our crusade. Those who come behind us must join or prove themselves worthy of the trials of the mountain. We came seeking the chalice. And it sounds like greed got you. But I don't plan on joining any crusades. You, knight. Sir? Do you join the crusade? I am here for no crusade. Orc. I know your kind, knight of the solemn oath. I know it too well. And I feel a compelling notion to leave it behind if I can. I will move forward, whatever that means. And I will lay you to rest if I need to. Catfolk. I personally don't feel as though joining the Crusades is going to be of any aid for me in this situation. So while I appreciate the offer, I'm going to respectfully decline and I will gladly prove myself if I need to. Prove yourself. You will. And at that point, he draws a sword and, like, holds it in front of his face in a salute. Prepare yourselves. I draw my axe. I draw my mace. Let's have initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Did you also roll a natty one? Oh, I, I got a two. I got a one. It, yeah. So better than me. I got a four. Oh, this is off to a fantastic. <laughs> I got a rock. <laughs> All right, so let, I didn't say I would do this gracefully. <laughs> Actually, let's see. What, what'd you get total? What's your total? So you add your perception score. Six. Six. Oh, crap. Seven. <laughs> Seven. So that's a ten. I forgot about that. Sorry. Hey, hey all right. That's a, double digits. That's not bad comparatively. <laughs> 24. 24. Wow, fuck you. Uh, at least one of you might survive. One might say we'll, he's we'll stimulated or so- we'll, something. Will knew this, what was, where this was going. He was like, hey, this, is, this is going this is, this is not a This is not a meet and greet. So, Will, because you knew that this was about to be some bullshit, I think you're the most prepared. So, Will's going to look up at Sigorum and be like, I'm going to try something. Just trust me. And he reaches out and touches your weapon. And nothing happens. But at that point, things kind of slow down for a minute. And you hear like a noise in your head. And it's almost as if like someone's trying to dial a radio. That. Hello? Hello? There you are. Yeah? Your little goddess has abandoned you. That is being made very clear to me. How about I step in and help you out? No offense, but there's a lot of gods, and I don't necessarily want to make a deal with any of them. Tell you what, tell you what. First one's free. Let's talk afterwards. You get me through this alive, and we'll talk. At that point, the spell you were trying to and failing, you feel kind of that from the old days, when you had faith, when it was real, when you believed that feeling power starts to come back, warm you. And the spell goes off. Oh, that's the old juice I was looking for. And he cast magic weapon on your weapon, Sigourney. Can I just take a second and revisit that line? Yeah. That was beautiful. With- like the old days when you had faith, when it was real. That was good. No, that was good. That was very good. So yeah, he reaches over and tasks 
uh, cast magic weapon on Sigorum's axe, and then he is going to raise his shield. Now, Sigorum, you feel that like that axe is just kind of glowing with a bit of power. Now, in game mechanics, though, Adam, what does what does that do? It makes his weapon a plus one striking weapon, which nice. which basically means he gets a plus to hit and he gets to double his damage dice. Fantastic. That sounds pretty good. Sounds heavy. <laughs> the dude that looks like a miniature mountain, he's like, he seems he seems like he's he's got the juice. <laughs> now, because you were so prepared for awful shit, and the others are just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Up next is the undead knight, who immediately looks at the four of you and screams. And all of you need to make a will save. I got a 21 on that. 22. 24. 16. So only one of you passes. Shit. So, Sir Arthur, you are frightened too. The rest of you are frightened too and frozen in place for a round. So, Brad, what are the conditions of being frightened too? Uh, basically like attack rolls and whatnot and damage kind of go down by two. Everything's minus two, basically. Yeah, but like at the end of a turn, that goes down by one. So when I had my next turn, basically, would it already be down to a minus one? Uh, so at the end of next turn, like, so your next turn, all that shit's going to have that two on it. Okay, and then, okay. okay but okay. at the end of that turn, it'll drop down to one. And then at the end of next turn, it goes away. Okay. And he just looks at the four of you. We shall see. We then go to Sir Arthur, who is not paralyzed. Charge forward and a swing and a miss. So he blocks your blow with his shield. Yeah, I, it's pretty much just straight over his head. <laughs> That's two actions. Yeah. What do you got? I'm going to raise my shield. Charges forward and misses with attack and raises his shield as a knight would. We then go to Sigorum, who is paralyzed with fear. Paralyzed and afraid, but also it's the first time he's grabbed his axe and while that, that like for for a while he can't remember the last time and it almost feels um unfamiliar different this time can he really do this he remembers where the hands go he thinks he knows what he's doing and that's when it hits him i can't move and then the fear the panic kind of takes over maybe maybe i can't move forward minuet you also are scared and paralyzed well this battle just turned uh to shit this is this is fun. This is real fun, guys. <laughs> First combat. Most of the characters can't move or do anything. I'm, this... I'm about to outrich Rich. <laughs> I have a system question. Yes. Mechanically, if struck while paralyzed, is that an automatic critical? I don't believe so. Also, okay. I do have a question because I do have my telekinetic projectile, mm -hmm. which is not technically requiring me to move. But it is requiring an action. Okay. Which a paralyzed state will not allow you to do. Okay, that's what that's what I was thinking. Your spells will say things like verbal, somatic. Mm -hmm. If it says somatic, you have to move to do it, and verbal, you have to be able to speak to do it, since you can't technically do either. Okay. Now, having said that, at the end of your turn, mm -hmm. you guys kind of shake it off. Now, you're still scared, but that moment passes, and you think, you know, you can do something. So I would go to frightened one? No. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's how you explained it. Like, yeah. we go from yeah. frightened two to frightened yep. one, and oh, then okay. no longer frightened. Yeah. So, like, you, you had that round of frightened two. It passes, but you still got one more round of frightened to deal with. And most conditions in the game are like that. You'll have a something and a number, and you have to deal with that number, but then the number decreases as you go through your rounds of turns. Okay. Now, unfortunately, Will is also paralyzed uh, and frightened, but 
you know, those six second passes, and then you feel like you've got control again, but... So is his weapon still... Yeah, yeah it's, I, okay. it's not, doesn't require me to maintain concentration, so after I cast it, it's, he gets a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, so at that point, it goes to him. And Sir Arthur, you are face-to-face with this guy. Indeed. Like, Struggler, you are brave. Could have helped. And he raises his sword. And he brings the sword down and manages to get past your defenses and take 13 <laughs> points of damage. Oof. Okay. Then he grabs you. Do tell. <laughs> right I'm by sorry. the balls. Nick's face immediately. <laughs> <laughs> panic. The, okay. Like, I don't know what it means, but I'm listening. <laughs> and actually, he's going to try to shove you, I think. So it doesn't require some type of like CMB, CMD check if you want to try to grab something. Well, so CMB and CMB are no longer a thing in Pathfinder 2. What it is, it's going to be an athletics check okay. versus a certain DC. Okay. But, Sir Arthur, he goes to like shove you. And you can tell, like, this guy, it's a practiced move. And maybe in life, this was something that would have worked. But I think he underestimates your strength and your size, and you stand firm. There is strength in flesh. Not today, (laughs) Satan. (laughs) 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 Take a chip. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Uh, And uh, oddly enough, it's your turn. (laughs) All right. So, Sir Arthur swings hard and catches nothing but air. (laughs) So, Wing two, mother. This one's going down. <laughs> and I'm just going to raise my shield. All right. My third action. Uh, you know, the, the moment is, is Sir Arthur's having trouble. Like, this guy <laughs> is intimidating. Yeah. The situation is bad. And I think Sir Arthur's caught a little off foot. So now I'm no longer frightened. You're, you then That has passed. Okay. Then we go to Sigorum. I was too scared. All right. Uh, judging by the uh, squares on the grid, I would have to take two move actions to get into attack range. Doing so, can I acquire a flanking position if I stand on the well? You could. I understand there's some risk there. Yes. Or you could set up a flank for somebody else. Walking up into position, I'm going through the tactic, feeling like I'm rusty. This is foolish. Um, I'm having, internally, very much doubting myself. But also, there's this compelling curse of a feeling that forward is the only way. And even though I have a physical enemy, a physical threat, I'm going to challenge this thing, this force. Is it real? Is it true? So if I do something foolish, and I know it is tactically foolish, will I get away with it? I'm going to take the direct flanking position on top of the well. So Sigorum runs forward and around the figure and hops up on the well behind him. And all the way up to him, I'm staring at the ground, trying to collect myself. But as I get within his reach, it is all eye to undead skeleton eye sockets. I show no fear, even though I'm frightened one. So here's what happens. As you run past him, you see that, like, he follows you to the peripheral. Right. But when you get behind him... He stares back forward. So I'm going to give you not only the flanking, but a plus one to your attack. Because you've kind of got also like the high ground on him. 
Let's see what happens with that. I lean forward. I am the mountain. And then I bring the mountain down. Would there be any any flat damage bonuses? You're going to add your strength score. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. Or your strength modifier, excuse me. Strength mod. Score is a little different. <laughs> right. So we are looking at 19 slashing damage. You double rolled, right? The magic weapon? Yes. All right. And you bring it down on the like his back, and like he takes it, and it, it's it's a it's a good blow. It's solid. Yes, struggler. That is my turn. Minui. Just to be clear, I can attack now. Yeah, you are good now. It's just if there's any sort of roll, you're gonna take a minus one to it because you're still frightened one. Okay, cool. I would like to cast tele- telekinetic projectile. Okay. So, in the area around, I look and I happen to see a rock that is loose just happens to be right in the area in which I need it to hit and I use my telekinetic projectile to loosen the rock and throw it down at the the man now what kind of damage are you going to want that rock to do what I would like for it to do is um, to hit him either in the skull or at least pin his body down in some way so with Pathfinder 2 in that spell, um, the thing you got to figure out is you can do one of the three kinds of damage. Mm-hmm. Slashing, piercing, or bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. Okay. Yeah. So in this case, you're just looking for a rock. Yes. All right. Uh, to just whack him in the head. So go ahead and make that make that attack roll. And because you are sending that rock from a different angle, you don't have to worry about, like, cover. So that's a 12. So, you know, Minui is, is still kind of shook up from all this. So it's almost like if she forgot she could do this and the rock goes sailing by. And you still have one more action. And then I would like to cast shield because I, I'm terrified. Right. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared this guy might come after you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud person, but I'll, I'll admit that, that I could die. I could die here and I'm going to try and save myself. Very real possibility for your character. I think he has more tempting options. <laughs> uh, Will? I'm going to move up 25 feet. So I'm going to diagonal once. Yep. And then I'm going to move forward 20 more feet. Actually, I'll move one more time. I'll move one more right there. And then I'm going to cast or attempt to cast uh, Guidance on Sir Arthur. Duh. So you get a plus one to your next deck. Cute. Since you seem to be struggling to hit him. I don't know. Yeah. So he sees that, like, you guys are running up on him, like, yes, show me your strength. And he swings at Sir Duke. So he brings that sword down and clips you again, like, he's just battering that shield out of your way for eight points of damage. But as he swings that sword at you, on the backswing, his shield goes behind him and goes for the legs of one Sagora. <laughs> I asked for it. <laughs> and that, I'm going to give him a little bit of a negative because he, he's not looking at you. Yeah, that sounds like a negative eight. Solid negative <laughs> eight right there. Uh, that's still going to be a 32. No. No, hold on. 29. Uh, so that should be versus your fortitude. Basically, it's your fortitude um, save plus 10. That number exceeds my fortitude plus 10. Sorry. He did that like as he spun and uses momentum, like take his shield into his legs and trip him. But... His eyes never looked back. Did and he, he pull an exorcist? I, no. 
I, I think we could literally just run past him and there's nothing he could do. Huh. But he does knock you off your feet. Alright. Give me a reflex save. Can do. That is a 22. Alright, so as opposed to falling in the well, you just kind of land on your back. Along like the the brick structure yeah, of the yeah. well, so or like, am I like covering the the whole portion? No, so like the, like you're basically on the well's wall on your back. Okay. So like you avoided falling into the well. Just enough finesse. Yeah, and he takes one more swing at Sir Arthur. Out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> we good with that? Like, is that the rule? That's how I'll play mine, but I, you don't have players. I'm just no, no, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Fair, I'm, I'm okay with fair's fair. So the first attack hits with his sword, and then he swings his shield back, knocking Sigorm to his feet. And as he swings his sword at you again, Sir Arthur, you manage to get your shield up and block it this time. You're getting the timing down a little bit better. He hits hard, but he's distracted. And knowing that distraction, you go into your turn. Is his shield up, or is it down from it's, his life? It's like, a, it's like a flavor shield. <laughs> I might you can say it. <laughs> yeah, again, we're mostly avoiding, like, talking about the rolls, but so far you're rolling like shit. I am indeed, so I... You got, you got chips? Delicious lays. I don't want to yet. I want to save those for a good, good time. For, for a good time. For your next character. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, and bear in mind, like, um, one of them goes away. Oh, does it really? Yeah. After after each episode, one oh, will go away. Well, now, that, that one I gave you, I'll let you keep. I'll let that float. Okay, well, then I'm going to cash in. Oh, sorry. I guess I could have handled All that. All right. Too. Cash in that cash All in right. that freebie. So, yeah. In your head already. Son of a bitch. That's too a lot easy. Of there we go. It's too easy. All right. So, that was a swing and a miss. I totally just, like, me right past his Nose. <laughs> didn't even touch. Didn't make contact. So I'm going to come back through backhanded, trying to come back and strike nothing again because I need to borrow one of your loaded dice and I'm going to raise my shield for my third action. It's not that they're loaded. It's just I have the power of the GM. And, and if you've ever run, you know that like you're imbued with the ability to murder God damn it. I'm freaking rolling like crap. You guys are like, here's the thing. Stick to one die because sooner or later it should come up good for you. But if you keep switching. I mean, yeah. you say it. You guys are like. True. That doesn't mean. <laughs> well, if you're Jake, you always roll like trash. But <laughs> I think your characters are like, oh, this guy is just a show soldier. Ugh. He's got nice armor, but. Yeah, no. Don't let the armor fool you. Get your asses in here. <laughs> need, need a little help? Yeah. It is crazy what gold can buy you. <laughs> uh, we go to we go to Sigorum. All right, so I'm using a a move action to stand up. Is that correct? Yes. All right. So I'm I'm going to reassess my situation a little bit, but I'm not changing positions. I'm going to do something. Sigorum is going to have a new experience here. Okay. He knows that this next swing needs to really count. And uh, he grips the axe with a new purpose. And something new happens. Something he's never experienced before. And he guides his own weapon strike. Some He feels something magical happening to it. Doesn't know what it is. Doesn't take time to think about it. It just feels guided. And that is a critical hit. Is it really? 
it is. Oh, shit. Bow, bow, bow. Oh, oh. Yes. All right. We got our first nat 20. Flavor meets dice roll. Flavor Looks... meets dice. Yes. So here's what we're going to do. All right. Oh. We're going to grab the critical hit deck. Oh, yeah. And Jake. Any of them? Get you. Yeah, whatever you want. Pick a card. Pick a card. Now, this is a slashing attack, I believe, right? Yes. Not that card. <laughs> so you'll, they're all good, right? Technically, they all, they all have like fun shit on it. Okay. Uh, now, like you'll see that the cards are broken down by based off what kind of attack it was, is the effect. So why don't you read out what just happened? How appropriate! Slashing attack, leg swipe. The target is knocked prone. Oh shit! All right, so we're gonna like, you go ahead and do your critical damage as normal. Okay. But it's also going to do that in this case. Now, there will be times where it'll tell you, like, a different kind of damage or something, but in it, like, it doesn't just stop the damage and does that. You do your damage and that happens. So you roll four dice. Okay. So this, this could be, like, the shit you needed to, like, get by. Alright. Is strength doubled? Uh, yes. Yes? Uh, yeah, your strength mod is doubled. Okay. Because it's a critical hit. Like, you found a chink in the armor. Well, here's my weak spot. I'm busting out the calculator because I don't want to cheat myself on this so one, So much damage, he says. You <laughs> arrogant fuck. 4d12. <laughs> Dude, that's 40. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> that's 40 fucking damage. And he's prone. You guys hear a sick crack as, as Sigorum just brings that axe down on his back. And, like, he's just like... You know, it's less that like he got his legs kicked out from under, but like the the hit is just so hard it drives him to the ground, and he's just like, "Yes, your strength." The mountain is heavy. That's two actions. No, <laughs> that's all of them. Oh, that is all. Standing up. Oh, guidance. Yep. yep. And attack. Minui. Um. So I do have a question. Yes, ma'am. Because this is going to be my first time casting this spell, and it okay. has the range on here as 120 feet. Uh-huh. But because it's spiritual weapon, um, do I need to be in melee range? It doesn't specifically say that no, I have no, to be. No, So I didn't think I, w- I would. You can summon the spiritual weapon within 120 yes. feet. Yes. Okay. That's what I had assumed. And do you know how to make the attack roll? Yeah, with my spell attack, yeah. because it's a spell. Right. But, um... When it comes to the actual damage, it's 1d8 plus my spellcasting. Right, which is your charisma mod. My charisma mod. Right, because you're a charisma caster. I think so. Yeah, you're a sorceress. Yeah, I'm a sorceress, yeah. so I'm technically a charisma base. So you got a 16 charisma there? I do. So it'd be a 1d8 plus 3. Okay. Now, uh, what kind of weapon are you summoning? I would, uh, I'm going to be summoning a long sword. As I'm beginning to speak in my tongues to cast the spell, you see a dark light almost form nearby where this skeleton is. And it just takes the form from this light slowly into a long sword. As it's being cast, you see it begin to move. And where are you going to summon the sword to? Because it actually will have like a presence on the map. Um, I'm going to summon it right uh, by the, like, right, pretty much it's going to be floating over the skeleton. Is where I um, or do I need to have it nearby it? You can summon it above it's it. Legit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to summon it so above just, it. Just remember it's above it. Okay. 
I would like to have it pierce through its rib cage. Okay. Is my intention with this. I went straight to a thought of a musical. <laughs> like playing the rib cage. I've seen that in something, Corpse Bride or something like that. Can I use my hero point? Yeah, absolutely can. That hits. Okay. And as I said, it's the item is the the weapon is just floating right above it, and it just suddenly takes a sharp turn, the point mm-hmm. of the sword down, and it barrels straight into his rib cage. Now long swords, I know this because Roddy uses a long sword. Yep. Can do piercing or slashing. Piercing damage. So you're trying to do piercing. All right. Yes. And uh, as it digs into his rib cage, it passes through the rib cage. How much damage was it? Um, it is nine. As that sword pierces through its ribcage, it catches literally a piece between two bones. You think not all that damage went through. Mm-hmm. You think he might have a little resistance to piercing. Is this noticeable for everyone? Yeah. Okay. But what you have noticed, all yours has gone through. Well, I'm also swinging very hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, not hard enough to overcome. Like, you're not having to worry about a DR. You haven't tried bludgeoning yet. Oh. Metagaming, skeletons usually can take full bludgeoning damage and have resistance to piercing slashing, but or something like that. But your characters know that he's taken full slashing so far. Yeah. So Will. Everyone, I think he's he's locked on that gate. I think we don't have to fight here if we don't want. I'm gonna try something. And Will is gonna step up five foot and try to touch him on the leg. And the bad guy needs to make a fortitude save. DC eighteen fortitude save. Uh, that would be a twenty seven. Yeah, that's uh that's Nothing happens. Uh, and then he'll raise his shield. So it's kind of like he stepped forward like, let, let me try this. And he just touches him and nothing fucking happens. Now, <laughs> do you want to say what you try or do you want to save that for a later time? I'll say it for a later time. Just okay, a little touchy touchy. Like you see you see like a brief flare of like of like some type of like energy, but then like it doesn't seem to like really like crack off. Like it barely starts to get started and then fizzles. He, for an action, stands up. Does that do anything for anybody? Fuck you, you know it doesn't. <laughs> does Not yet. Does something for me. There's no rule. I, <laughs> there's no rule I hate in Pathfinder 2E more than the fact that nobody basically gets a tax of opportunity. I love it though because it gives a, a fighter something to be special about. That's true. That I do like. Like, as opposed to it's just like something everybody does equally great. Like, but I, I get it. Yeah. Like I, I get it if like okay, like not everybody gets it as long as they have a weapon in their hands. But like fighters, paladins. Um, monks, at least. They they get it just later. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Speaking of things you don't like, we're going to go after you. It's fair. Out of the box. Ooh, fuck. <laughs> That's from, from 5 to 19 or 18. Shit. Yeah, so yeah, we all know it's going to hit. Is that a crit? Oh, fuck. You will need more than that. And, like, before you can even react, that sword comes down on you. Yeah, well, I guess I never really thought about what, what would happen if you went down first. I always thought it would be me. <laughs> I It was calculated, and I was like, oh, he's down. There's two other guys that just beating the living shit out of him. One other right. guy beating the living shit out I of guess. him. <laughs> so you take 21 points of damage. Ouch. And I rolled real low. Did not roll great on 48 plus 10. But... Oddly enough, like, when he brings that sword down, it gets, like, caught in your robes. And so he gets to make a tank. Like, because you're now tangled because of my crit card, he's going to make an attempt to grapple you as a free action. Uh, and that 
I mean, it does count toward the multiple attack penalty. So this might actually be a good thing for you guys. So he attempts to like grab you and you're just tiny enough that you dodge out of the way. See, me, me crumpling slightly <laughs> yeah, from the huge like, blow he just dealt to me basically what, saved my ass from the grab. What would be, be the opposing DC to that? Like 10 plus his reflex or his fortitude? Uh, I believe it's fort in this case, right. um, but the, the, the number didn't work. Okay. Uh, so then he's gonna end up trying to make a slash at Sir Arthur again. Mm. That's a natural oh, 20. Oh, nice. Budge. <laughs> we're joking about the whole rich shit, were you? You literally just made this character, too. There's nothing in there that says insta-death, right? Except for maybe that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fucking poison. Fuck. Triple damage. Shoo. What's max damage rule? Do we need to know that already? What's your age? What's your HP? I'm at 26. Okay. Ooh, shit. This is this might be bad. Uh, it's bad. I think we're okay. He's rolling bad. <laughs> 28 points of damage. Oh, you did roll bad. Yeah. Off 3d8 plus 15. Does that count even though my shield's up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Like, so he could use his reaction. Uh, you did raise your shield, right? Yeah, on my third. So here's the deal, right? You could do what we call a shield block, which will lessen some of that damage. Now, like, what's going to happen is, like, your shield will block some of that damage, and then you and the shield will take the equal amount of what's left, which will almost assuredly crack your shield in half. However, how much HP do you have? Well, 26. Yeah, and what I say, 28? Yeah, yeah, so it's negative two. So you are going to drop to unconscious. Yeah. So your options in this case are to let your shield get cracked, and you'll still have a couple of HP left, or you just go down. Now, I think the question is, like, what would your character do yep. if you saw a killing blow coming your way? True. I do have a question. Yes, ma'am. So, if, so like, Arthur has a shield mm-hmm. um, that is metal. Yes. Now, if that cracks, does that come back the next game? What would have to happen session, is somebody but... would have to make a crafting repair check. Okay. To repair it. Hmm. Um, now, like, uh, let's look at the... I was going to say, because I know magic shield... Ma- magic wood, yes. Magic wood, but I didn't know about how specifically it works with the What blows is like, at this moment in time, that's the only thing saving my ass because I cannot hit this dude to save my life. But if you don't... Yeah, I know. I guess You're I'm... with strangers and uh, an undead entity that wants to no. kill you. From, like... a, from a player's perspective, you don't want to do it. It could be one of those things that you just didn't have time to raise your shield, like... You saw him just like meet out on me, we're kind of surprised, and then he whipped it around on you before you could even blink and you couldn't get your shield up in time. So, I mean, you do have still have autonomy on that. It just basically, do you want to do? Do you want to go down or do you want to raise your shield and break it? What would your character do? Play it how you want. Uh, I'm going to raise my shield and then we'll just have to do some crafting on <laughs> So, what happens is there's about 28 damage coming your way. You block that with your shield. Your shield has a hardness of five, mm-hmm. so it's going to block five of that damage. Mm hmm. What it also has is an HP of 20. Mm -hmm. So what happens at that point is your shield is still going to take 23 damage, as are you. Because basically, like, he's busting right through that shield. Okay. So your shield disintegrates. He's just cracked it in half. Mm -hmm. And then you take 23 damage. But you are conscious. Okay. You look bad. Like, Sir Arthur's looked in bad shape, and his shield is gone now. He's holding a handle, but still he stands, and it is your go. All right. So, 
as I stand there, now pissed that my shield is broken. So what kind of weapon are you wielding? Uh, mace. Is that something that is only one-handed, or is it... Uh, like I think a, it's one-handed. Well, I didn't know, because if your shield's broken, I was going to say, you should two-hand that motherfucker and at least get the extra damage dice. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure two-handing it would give it an extra damage dice. Well, like, some of them, like, yeah, not the extra it, damage dice, it, it upped the damage yeah. die. Like, instead of a D8, some of them will be like, okay, It'd well, now it's a D10. One. Well, no, like, oh. I mean, like, some, like, like a bastard sword or, like, uh, and some long swords or whatever, like, you can wield them one-handed for a D8 worth of damage, or you can two-hand them for a D10 or D12. Hmm. That's the only reason why I asked. I don't. Fine. I didn't mean to hold things up. No, you're fine. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, do or die, man. <laughs> no joke. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't think it would be you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't totally know the rule. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say at this point, if you two-hand that weapon, you can up the damage die. And okay. if we find out that's wrong later, we'll fix it. Okay. I'll look it up. Because I want to say that there are certain weapons that allow you to do that. But eh, I'm not going to shut us down for a half hour to figure it out. So since I no longer have a shield, I'm going to grip my mace very angry. <laughs> like, very, very, very angry. Ang- yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad, I can't even think of a word. <laughs> and I'm going to swing down. Net eight. Son of a bitch. There's no bonus, just so you know. So it doesn't even matter. And I'm going to swing and miss. Because I cannot roll today. And apparently I'm not even going to live today. Because Sir Arthur is cursed. Sir (laughs) Arthur is cursed. I'm going to swing back down opposite direction. And then I miss again. And I'm just going to roll back (laughs) away. How many? How far can I go? Uh, What's your your speed? 25, it looks like. Yeah, 25. You're wearing plate? Uh, Yeah. Oh, I think we gave you fleet foot. Yeah, okay. You, the rest of your party watches as Sir Arthur wobbles away. Is just getting destroyed and yeah. has no answer. Zagorum, you just lost your flank, buddy. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Tentatively take a five feet and be back in flank. I am also aware of that. Right. So you, it is in fact your turn. So I'm going to take a five foot step to get back into the flank position with uh, Will, and I'm gonna try. The same, the same maneuver from last time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to channel it again and guide my next strike. Now let me look up something. Because can't you just guidance once every like ten minutes? I don't believe that to be true. But let's double check that. That would be good to know. Yeah. Uh, so you're immune to that for the next hour. So that's a that's not a trick you can do over and over. Oh, and I over. see. I see. But nevertheless, narratively, I try it. It's not there. I don't know how I did it. And I swing regardless. And I miss. I definitely miss. Okay. <laughs> Raises his shield up over his head. He sees that. He's, he, he knows where that axe is coming from now. So that's two actions. All right. So second attack penalty is minus five. Is that right? Mm-hmm. All right. Just drop a nat 20. It'll, it'll, it'll bypass that. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I caught a case of Sir Arthur <laughs> over here. Sorry about your It's life. something about that. These couple of squares of land over here is just cursed. Well, you know? you know, like when you were behind him and he wasn't looking, you were able to get swings in a little. But now he's like, you're back in his periphery. And you can kind of like block. Minui? So this says it's sustained for up to a minute. Right. Let me fire that. Yeah. Do you have to concentrate? 
I, it doesn't say specifically. I was trying to find that online. Okay, sustain. But... Okay, so basically, you spend an action to sustain it, and then you can move and attack with it. So one of your three actions each turn, it's going to be taken and just... Okay. I mean, that makes sense. It didn't appear on the card to say that... And I don't think... I don't think I can change. The spiritual weapon uses a contribute. Okay, so like your first attack with it would be a minus or would mm -hmm. be a plus eight, and if you attack with it again, mm -hmm. it's only a plus three. Like it also follows the multiple attack penalty rules. Okay. So three attacks would be eight, three, minus two. That's kind of what I was looking at, actually. So, what I would like to do is I would like to cast telekinetic projectile. Okay. Again, um, and I would like to. Again, look around for the looser rocks, um, larger objects that aren't so large, but are large enough that it can do some bludgeoning damage. Okay. Um, and again, I would like to go straight for that skull. All right. Let's see the attack roll. That is a 19. You know that will? Hit. Not hit. Not hit. So again, like, like he's... <laughs> He's in the middle of combat. Like, he's in the middle of a melee with, like, two of your friends. And, like, it's just, it's hard to get that rock at him. I, I respect your attempt at it, though. To, like, bold face lie to me. I believed uh, it. I'm like, fuck yeah, motherfucker. She wouldn't say it like that if it wasn't true, right? <laughs> Love the confidence. Now, that spell has the attack trait, as does your magic weapon. So, when you yes. attack with it, you're only going to get a plus three. What I'm going to do for my last action is I am going to cast shield. That's what I think I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, then we go to top of the order, which is Will. Will is uh, bleeding profusely uh, from that, that massive attack. So he's going to five foot step backwards. There we go. And you're going to see him like reach in a little pouch and like basically like throw something on his wound. And I'm going to attempt to make a DC 15 medicine check, which I succeed on. Rubs a poultice on his wounds. Yes, sir. Lovely. Or maybe that was the wrong pocket and he rubbed the wrong stuff on that wound. Hear me out. This could be fun. <laughs> he you starts hallucinating, that? right? I, I need that. Or maybe the wrong stuff is the right stuff. Maybe. And that's what he heals it. <laughs> Either way, you hear on the wind. Incense and peppermint beat on a drum. <laughs> From a technical perspective, he uses battle medicine on himself. And uh, uh, treats his wound and gets 12 points of HP back. That's not bad, though, right? No, that's pretty, that's pretty good. I'll take that. I mean, it's like half a hit. That's but... like really good, but not enough. <laughs> and he's pissed off, so then he's going to take the weapon he has yet to use yet and make an attack on the creature. Now, what is that weapon? Uh, he is wielding what's called a gnome flick mace. <laughs> so it looks like a pretty standard mace. And then as he takes out the attack... Flicks out, and even from 10 feet away, he throws it. It's got this long chain on it with a ball, like a spiky ball on the end of it. It's fucking cool. It is a cool-ass weapon. Shame can't hit with it. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to swing it around and basically swings, like, to the left of, of the creature and, and misses him. Then dirt sprays from the ground as he misses. At that point, he whirls around on Sigorum. God damn. Time to repay the favor. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> with a mighty-ass blow. Why don't you get yourself another critical card there, guy? I, think, I don't <laughs> I think, think you I have will. enough. Holy shit. The third <laughs> crit that you've had this combat. See, if we could just stop missing, he wouldn't keep getting these fucking things. Like. Well, he doesn't exactly have a low AC. <laughs> <laughs> like, even with flank, I know I have to roll above a 12 just to hit him. 
Well, so you know all those like times I was rolling real bad. Yeah. <laughs> they just can't do for thirty-eight. Oh shit! <laughs> Are we all gonna die? <laughs> TPK. We were one episode. That in. was like eight, eight, seven, five. Whew. Five, three, oh, nine. And not only that, but he's cut some of the straps of your armor. So if you have an armor check penalty, which I think you would ignore anyway, because you've got a high strength score, it's doubled until that gets repaired. Okay. So uh, mechanically, nothing happens. All right. Until you need to repair your armor, because you have such a high strength score, you ignore your armor check penalty anyway. But let's say like you were just on the line, he cut some of your armor straps. Gotcha. And he's gonna attempt to shove you away, and he, you're just a little too stout. I kind of lean into him. Yeah. From the hit, I'm like, oh. Mountains bleed. Yeah. A lot. Well, and you you saw him try this on Sir Arthur. Uh, yeah, and then uh, he goes for a, just a third basic attack and misses. We go to Sir Arthur, <laughs> the brave. <laughs> the brave. The bloody. So I'm going to move forward. Attempt to swing. Ooh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> 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 Let's see here. So that is definitely a hit. Eleven. Okay. And what kind of damage is that lung sword going to do? Piercing or slashing? He said mace. Oh, mace. Yes. Okay. So it's bludgeoning, right? Yes. Okay. And you said how much? Uh, eleven. Eleven. Yep. And you think not all that went through? Son of a bitch. All right. Strange. What so strange? what I'm going to do now? That's to I'm going to move back again. <laughs> that's that's a tactic. <laughs> yeah, it's all I got right now. I have no cover and hardly any help. Sigorum. So he's still technically um, threatened or flat-footed. Yeah, he is flanked. Is that right? Yeah. All right. So the the flank, he's flanked. So that what that does is it provides the flat-footed condition, which is a minus two to his AC. Time to repay the favor. Oh, did you get it? I got it. Oh, yeah. critical hit. So We're going tit for tat on Sigorum this. Sigorum and this guy have just given up on defense. And they, <laughs> and they are raining the hardest blows they possibly can. You know, the, the, the undead is like, yes, yes. And I think even like Sigorum is remembering the strength in his hands. Yeah, the blood mm -hmm. is beginning to rush. Not necessarily memories coming back to me, but muscle memory. I know how to butcher things. I am a warrior. And double the strength mod. Yes, sir. So the critical effect of this slashing is I gain a plus two circumstance bonus to attack rolls until the end of my next turn. And also, I do 39 slashing Ooh. damage. Tell me if I need to do that again. You need to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I will try. We got the plus two there. It's going to take away some of the penalty of mm -hmm. the second swing. So it would be minus three. I'm one off. <laughs> oh, man. You got a chip. Mm. Save that for a full full attack bonus. You may not get it, though. You're so low on HP. Hey, Brad. Yeah? Kindly shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I will for a chip. <laughs> I already gave you mine. <laughs> Still hungry. <laughs> oh so something 
extraordinary happens for a cigar <laughs> on here. Uh, he, he put everything he had into that one and it wasn't enough. The darkness overtakes his vision a little bit. He knows. He, like, he's been here before. He's going to die. He's going to go down soon. And rather than take another swing, he kind of accepts it. Um, let's go with the axe just with, with, with one hand on it and kind of holds his wounds like not trying to stop the blood but to feel the last bit of life flow out of him almost peacefully but then things start to stitch themselves back up his hand is healing the wound and his eyes go wide because he doesn't know how he's doing i cast heal how many actions one that's all i got but you had to have been like barely standing before this right now, did I hear you drop your weapon? <laughs> Holding it with one hand. Okay, just just checking. Just just check. Words matter. Yeah, I checked that rule. <laughs> <laughs> now, I say you have done significant hurt. Me too. <laughs> but I think he doesn't feel the need to hold back anymore. I'm not looking as bad. Anything else? Oh, that's my full turn. That's all, all I right. got. That's all three actions. Minui. Okay. So, I think for this action, I'm going to attempt to cast Hideous Laughter for a... <laughs> what? No, nothing. I don't like that laugh. I'm changing it. I'm casting Telekinetic Projectile again. No, no. I, it, it, I, I assumed he would be immune, and he's not. Okay, I was like, I don't like that laugh. the same. And, and then well, that's what I was looking at, because uh, if it's necromancy, I believe he would be immune, and that's why I can't... I, I'm trying not to use my necromancy I, I'm look. I'm looking at his shit, and it doesn't say... Because that'd be mind-affecting, right? It is. It's a mental. Yeah, he, he doesn't have resistance to that. So then my, my first thought was the skeleton guy laughing, and then that <laughs> made me laugh. Okay, I was like, fuck. I'm, never mind. All right, so are we doing this? Yeah, I'm doing hideous laughter. All right, what's the... What is it? It is a... Will save. Okay, what's my DC? Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're, you're casting. Oh, my. Oh, uh, it's 18. 18. All right. All right. Uh, I make it, but it's not a crit. So that means it fails? It means he made it. Mm-hmm. But I imagine there's still a, a, something that happens even if he makes the save. Let's see, because, uh, yeah, success. Um, he is plagued with uncontrollable laughter. You cannot use re- reactions. Okay. So... It says it's sustained, but it doesn't tell me because it's not slowed one or anything. I'm assuming it's yeah. just for the the single round. Um, uh, can't use reactions. So as long as you sustain it, okay. He can't use reactions. Please. Oh. I will. Please do this. So, he, <laughs> so like you're like, let's hear some hideous laughter, and then it is in fact hideous laughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, and then I'm I would. three. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I would like to do okay. is I would like to sustain spiritual weapon. Okay. Because I don't believe I didn't sustain it last time, did I? I don't believe it. Can we sustain two spells at once? Uh. Well, because I I didn't sustain this one. I cast it. Oh. Okay. So it's my first time casting it. So I'd be sustaining. I ain't gonna worry about it right now. Just go ahead and say you're doing it now. Okay. So I'm going to sustain the spiritual weapon, and I okay. would like to slash. Okay. It's a 10. Will, <laughs> you think you hear the song of the hero on the wind? Can you sing it? So Will mutters to himself, it's time for you to sell this deal, buddy. Puts his hand on his flick mace and reaches out to Sigorum and attempts to cast a heightened heal on him. 
you hear the voice in your head like, oh, oh, I'll sell it. Because Will is seeing that the only person doing real damage to this guy is Sigorum. I mean, he hit him so hard he literally made the creature's knees buckle S- and fall Sigorum to the ground. Sigorum is like, basically going toe-to-toe with this thing. So, and Sigorum gets 23 points of healing. Ooh-wee! My man. So Will, like, hasn't been used to this in a while and all of a sudden just feels it, like, surge through him even better than he thought it would and is just, like, eyes are widened a little bit and, like, feels like like you just get hit with electricity a little bit, like, charged up, like, juices him. And the hit is so good. Feels good. <laughs> so feeling emboldened by the fact that that worked, uh, he's going to try to take another swing on the creature. I'm not going to let this go. Felt like old times when he had faith, when it was real. It's different, though. It's different. So this time he, he whips the, the flip mace around and catches the thing at, on the on the side of its body, like more in like its shoulder area. Mm-hmm. And does uh, <laughs> and, uh, four damage. What kind of damage is that? <laughs> That's bludgeoning. Got him! And like, it just bounces off his side. And like, you, you hit him, you know it, but he just... I'll deal with you later. But he has a worthy, worthy opponent in front of him. I really do like the flick mace. That is a beautiful weapon. I love it. I, I think it's great. When I get the striking and a couple of other things, it'll get better. Like right now, it's a little... I think we all should get one. <laughs> I want a giant one, though. Yeah, you got to be a gnome. Uh, or at least learn exotic weapon. So he brings down his sword on Sigorum for 12 points of damage. And he's 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 got tunnel vision. He's just hacking down on you over and over, miss. But on that third swing, he does hit again for another fifteen damage. He's a monster, literally. It's your turn. I'm gonna need more pain to remember your worth. Shall have it, struggler. Rocking my plus two bonus from the critical effect of last turn. I am going to. Give in to the weight of my existence. I'm gonna let that weight travel through my arms and into the battle axe. I'm gonna focus on the distant sounds of battle and war and siege. And I'm gonna let my muscles take over and remember I can do this. And do you hear the horn or not? Let's see it. This is Weapon Surge. Okay. Oh boy. Let's see. No, that's missed. You want to go? I, you want to go with missed. that? You sure? No, I'm not good with that. I'm weapon surgeon. Yeah, you my chip. <laughs> Let's see that tasty lays. Go ahead and just roll one higher than you just did. You're welcome. You get a nat twenty ass again. I'm gonna love it. So roll one lower. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now, what did you roll last time? Uh, total? Uh, yeah. Or? No, what was on the die? Five. All right, and you rolled a four. Yeah. All right, I just had trouble seeing your die. It looked like a one. I was pretty excited. All right, well, unfortunately, that misses. Yeah. But that's only your, oh, was that your second action? That was first. First action, okay. Wait, no, no, second. Yeah. Sorry. Weapon Surge takes an action, and, okay, so I I made the strike on this. Okay. Still got a third action, though, right? Yeah. And it would only be my second attack. Mm Mm-hmm. Only a minus five. Still got that plus two, though. It's only a minus three, and you still got flank. Which we're in round four. Uh, oh, five, I think? Five. So next round, that magic weapon will be your last round. Okay. That's probably something we should... I'm going to go for a second attack. Up. I'm your mountain. The mountain. That is a critical strike. Oh. Yeah, boy. Woo! Tell you what. 
let's just, uh, you know, how you want it to go. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum damage alone is going to kill it. Uh, there's no way he doesn't. Like, he needs like 11. I mean, technically, there's a chance I don't. Roll one d. What? Roll a roll a d12. Okay. Based he, on- he would still be alive. All right, All right keep going. <laughs> We're at eight total. You talked yourself out of it. <laughs> okay, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right, how's it go? It's exhilarating. I don't know. I, I didn't have time to prep for this. I don't know. There's an MVP uh, in this fight, and you're him. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I said I would lay you to rest if I had to. I do almost a glancing blow, even though it's a, a critical hit or right. whatnot. But in a way that narratively, like, I pull that last HP of damage worth. Like, I don't fully bring him down. Instead, I use the momentum of that swing, and I also just, almost like a shove, I put him back where he was, Mm -hmm. back into his resting place, and I just hold him there and until he lets that last bit of purpose seep out of him. Yeah. Just like he needs to accept it. He needs to rest. So you bury the accident and shove him against the, the well, and he's looking at you and he's like, yes, the mountain. And you see like the green uh, the green light in his eyes go out as his head drops down and he goes right back to the position he was in when you guys entered in. We'll see what happens on the next episode.